You're a real loose cannon, Bosh. This is Corey, and this is the Oh, The Anthem podcast. Afternoon, everybody. It's Rob. Welcome to episode 266 of the Oh, The Anthem podcast. Coming to you from the hashtag OTALA Studios, high above the 110 freeway in beautiful downtown Los Angeles. Thank you for joining us. Yes, thank you for uh, subscribing on your podcatcher of choice, whether that's Apple, Google, Spotify, Stitcher, all over the place. Uh, rating and reviewing when you get a chance, and just telling people in the street, because, you know, what else you got to talk about? Of course, yeah. And, of course, you can find more of the Anthem at Oh, The Anthem on Instagram and uh, Twitter. And uh, you're watching right now at Facebook.com forward slash Oh, The Anthem, where you can watch the live recording of every single show. Uh, join the watch party, started by Corey. So go find Corey on Facebook, and then join the watch party. And yes. come in and chat with us. Seeing what this thing's all about. Yeah. Let's uh, play around, shall we? Uh, and, of course, uh, you can get all the videos from uh, Oh, The Anthem at YouTube.com forward slash Oh, The Anthem, and everything Oh, The Anthem at Oh, The Anthem. Indeed, indeed. Yes. So, uh, where do you want to start today? Well, uh, I think it's important that we start with the most important topic. So, I think we need to go to sports ball. Okay, here we go. So the Orioles are killing it now. Killing no, it these days. Not killing it. They're 14 and 26, uh, 10 and a half games out of the East. Okay. Not even a chance of making the playoffs. Don't and even concern uh, yourself with that. It's May. Well, uh, you know, and there's there's lots of things that people could be thinking that I'd be bringing up here because sure. it's important sports time of year. Yeah. I mean, we just had the Kentucky Derby. Mm. We had the Preakness on the way. Was there something uh, a cheating? The thing NBA the playoffs uh, nobody is in full. That. Yeah. NBA playoffs is in full thing. We could have talked about Kawhi's crazy buzzer beating shot. But instead, what I decided to spend this time talking about is the complete lack of disrespect that the Orioles are showing their fans mm-hmm. going from this point forward. Uh, I don't know if you heard this news. It's, if you're not sitting down, please, by all means. If you're in your car and you're driving, I'm giving you a little heads up. You're going to want to pull over to the road. You're going to want to grab your bag to, to breathe into heavily. Mm-hmm. The Orioles and Oriole Park at Camden Yards has decided to switch from Coke to Pepsi. It is an affront to all of us as good, hardworking Americans, and uh, I think that we should. Uh, I mean, I'm not quite at guillotines yet. I don't. I, I don't go right to guillotines right. like Rob does. Yeah. But I mean, like, <laughs> yes. I think that I think that there needs to be like an honest period of like uh, protest and uh, effigy and yeah. other things of the sort. Uh, before we get to the guillotines part, but I'm not ruling it out. I'm just saying, I'm not ruling it out. So tell me, why is one sugar water preferable over the other sugar water? Uh, Let's put it this way. Uh, We joked about uh, when I went to the uh, Ducks game. Yeah, Yeah, the Anaheim (laughs) Ducks game. And I was just like, oh, I'm in the mood for a soda, preferably a Coke over nothing. <laughs> so I was going to say, not preferably, <laughs> only a yeah, Coke. Only a Coke. Uh, so I walk up to, to one of the, the vendors there and I say like, oh, uh, do you have Coke? They say RC Cola. I'm like, what kind of rinky dink organization <laughs> do you run where you, uh, Pepsi is bad. Don't get me wrong. Saying you're going for RC Cola is like saying, like, I bought these jeans for $14 at Walmart. They're perfectly fine. They're the same things as you get otherwise. Now, wait a second. I proudly (laughs) wear Walmart. I wore Walmart jeans for a long time. There's nothing wrong with Walmart jeans. You're putting yourself out there as somebody who's just trying to save a buck. Uh, But it's so much worse in this case because it's not even about saving a buck because Pepsi costs the same amount as Coke. It's just the, the, the multiple affronts that this hurts me on is the thing. Uh, Maryland, considered the South. Coke, eh. the drink of the South. I don't know about that. If you go to if you go down anywhere in the South and you ask for a Pepsi, you will be laughed all the way back across the Mason-Dixon line. Do you drink a lot of uh, mint juleps? No. How about sweet tea? 
No, but I do enjoy. Uh, I have had them in julep, and I do like them. Okay, but again, so you it's don't. Not like a, but I don't drink any alcohol on like a day to day. How about sweet tea? No, I just don't like tea. So what you're saying is you're choosing this drink of the South to be the drink of the South. Yeah. Okay. Sure. Yeah. All right. I was looking for being honest. Uh, but all I'm saying is that uh, I heard about this news and I immediately called the Orioles because I, I saw I, I heard the news. I saw the press release. I couldn't. I didn't want to believe my own eyes. So I called the Orioles and I said, what is up with this getting rid of Coke and going a Pepsi thing? And the woman at the Orioles was very nice. She was just like, yeah, that's uh, happening, I guess. And I'm just like, well, can you pass this along to whoever is responsible for this decision and see if they can pull out, see if they can, they can reverse course here? And she like had like a long sigh, and she was just like, we've been getting a lot of calls about this. You're full and of shit. I'm not. They haven't been getting any calls. Go on to Twitter, too, and just type in Orioles Coke, and you'll see a large number of people who are just going like, I will not ever go back to another game at Oriole Park at Camden Yards. It's, I mean, honestly, it's just an affront. You're putting on a minor league product on the field. They might as well be putting a minor league product in the soda guns. Like, it, it's, it's all part of this, like, uh, worsening of what we are as Oriole fans, and I don't think we should stand for it, personally speaking. I don't see a lot. Uh, I'm searched for Orioles Coke. I am <laughs> Did not, my tweet come up right up top? <laughs> not, no, no, surprisingly not. Uh, Rock I thought I, I thought I brought that hot take hard enough for. Mm, a lot of. Oh, here we go. Um, wow. Oh, here you go. No, you're, you're the fourth. You are the fourth tweet. All right, there we go. So Orioles like my tweet. Coke to Pepsi is completely Bump unacceptable. My, uh, <laughs> On my Twitter game. Needs to be rectified immediately. This yeah. is more embarrassing to me than Orioles fan on record last season. Yes. Uh, at least the Ironbirds, uh, Gary Roberts, at least the Ironbirds know Coke is better than Pepsi, unlike some people we know. Looking at you, Orioles. Phil Coke. That's something different. Yeah. Um, Gary Goldman leaves Baltimore, and the next thing you know, Orioles switch from Coke to Pepsi. No, Pepsi is not okay. That's Ari <laughs> yeah. Elman. Uh, that was a tweet I saw a lot of. Yeah. Hashtag yeah. Pepsi is not okay. And listen, if your whole business model, like I, I thought it was stunningly stupid of Pepsi to make this like their whole ad campaign during the Super Bowl. No. Is Coke okay? <laughs> is, is Pepsi, Pepsi okay? okay? No. If you have to ask the question, you know you have an inferior product. All right? And like, there's nothing more classic than a Coca-Cola. There's nothing more classic than baseball. There's nothing more classic than Oriole Park at Camden Yards. They're all three great things of Americana and they should be celebrated together. They shouldn't oh. be separated. And two of those things have historically been broken up as monopolies. Funny, <laughs> funny how that works or been threatened to be broken yeah. up. Because Major League Baseball still exists. Yeah. Uh, but uh, Coke has been accused of and found guilty of unfair business practices in order to continue their monopoly. Because mm. they are America's drink because uh, they do unfair business-like practices in order to keep their monopoly as the major drink for America. So I I, I think that if you if you Cookie look baseball. if you look deep enough you'll find uh you'll find Pepsi has done many of the same things in just different circumstances. Like, as the minor uh stakeholder, oh. how is it that they're doing that? A minor state? What? Yeah, they're not they're not like the major company in the space. Yeah, but they can still push out other companies in the space. Oh sure. Yeah, well they have to to compete yeah. against Coke. So listen. Um All I'm saying is that I'm I'm very upset about this. I, thankfully at the very least, the Orioles do allow you to bring outside beverages and food into the stadium. So I will just have to prepare when I go home 
to see an Oreo game. Two, I will have to bring like yeah, multiple. I'll strap them onto my chest. Like, just Carry multiple. him like a water boy, like an African <laughs> water boy over your shoulders. Yeah, just uh, multiple two liters of Coke to get me through my three hour ball game. All I want everyone to understand, and for posterity as we move forward, uh, as Corey wants to be working in the entertainment and I, business. And I will go to as many, as many vendors as possible and say, hey, can I get a Coke? And when they say Pepsi, then I'll be like, no, and walk away. Uh, Corey's trying to work in the entertainment business, and I just want people to understand that he will not work if you have Pepsi on set. Uh, <laughs> That's not true. I just won't drink it. He hates Steve Carell. What? And Kendall Jenner, uh, so that the, the entire Kardashian-Jenner clan, he hates them. Um, Cardi B, also, well, yeah, well, well-spoken and not be a fan of Cardi B. So, yeah. Uh, all of these people, uh, Corey doesn't want to work with you. And yeah, I don't, I don't appreciate that you took money from Pepsi for, <laughs> for monetary Just game. so you know. Yeah. Just so you all know what you're dealing with. Anyway, yes. that's sports ball. All right. And for sports ball, let's just take a trip right there, right on down to the Baltimore corner. Where you get the straight dope? Yes. Oh, are you listening to me? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, service problems. (laughs) All right, let's get out of here. Yeah, there we go. All right. So um, more big news out of Baltimore. Probably the biggest news of the week out of Baltimore. Mm -hmm. And that is the city's been hacked. (laughs) Yeah. Welcome new Mayor Jack Young. Welcome to your first problem. (laughs) Um, Now, do we think... Catherine Pugh bait somebody <laughs> back the city after she left. Is that she, a possibility? She's just standing outside of City Hall going like, I know how to get rid of this problem. If you want to, you know, maybe, uh, maybe rip up a resi- resignation letter real quick. Listen, and, I got a few hundred thousand books I need solved. <laughs> maybe, uh, Jack, what do you think? I can get, take care of your whole hacking problem for you. Listen, huh? uh, that, uh, that Baltimore pavilion in the Inner Harbor looks like it needs some books. Maybe, uh. Maybe you want to make a little purchase for some books. How about that? Uh, I do love that. uh, First thing I see out of it is, um, to be fair, Jack Young. Yeah. Different from every administration. First tweet I saw was from him. Second tweet I saw was from a county or a city commissioner or a city councilman. And then I saw Baltimore three. uh, city 311? No, yeah. it wasn't the 311. It was the city services. Oh, okay. Like, uh, whatever. Uh, the one that provides 311, but not the actual account for 311. Mm. Um, all saying, like, city's been hacked. Uh, it's ransomware. We are aware of this. Uh, essential services are still up. So I applaud him because we wouldn't have heard from Catherine Pugh until, like, you know, ever. Yeah. Um, so it would have been, what? No. <laughs> Everything's fine. Everything's running according to plan. Nothing out of the ordinary here. Don't worry about it. Uh, so Jack Young, uh, maybe being a little bit of a take your medicine mayor there, I'm just saying, sucks. We got hacked. I, I would go a step further. If I was Jack Young, I would take this opportunity to start over. Mm-hmm. We've talked about this before. We said yeah, that take your medicine off. mayor. Like, I, I, I'm not kidding when I say start over. <laughs> there, there are problems that have worked themselves into basic city services. Mm-hmm. I say take this opportunity to say to the people of Baltimore, like, hey, listen, uh, this ransomware group decided to delete all of our data. Yeah. We have nothing to operate off of. Mm. So we have to start completely over. Bear with us as we continue to like make the changes that are needed yeah. for the future of Baltimore. But we're going to take the, the secretly just being like, all right, so we can start fresh with a whole yeah. new system. We don't have to worry about shit anymore. We can just, we can just start new with something that works. It's like the speed camera program went under and you didn't have to pay to like mm-hmm. get it all fixed. Like you could just move on. Oh, if you hadn't new... given a friend of yours a secret contract. Yeah, yeah exactly. Do... Right. Yeah. Of course. Like so. Stephanie Rawlings Blake did, yeah, but didn't course. get, have to resign as mayor for it. I mean, no, that's just that's a, weird. yeah. yeah. 
Well, because she, she owned up to it. She's like, yep, yep, I did that. That's what I did. Seems like, uh, what, is there some problem I with still that? Maintain, I still maintain that if Pew just the first day was just like, I did it. I'm sorry. I didn't mean it. <laughs> I'll pay it like, back eventually. People point. would have been like, well, she said she was sorry. So I think that we have to the cover figure up, out her word for that one. Cover up worse than the crime. Yeah. Uh, I do love, however, though, that as people started posting, like, listen, 911's up, 311's up, 511's up. Don't worry. The city's essential services are running. Every tweet I saw under that was like, uh, I tried to call 311. Uh, it's not up. Uh, yeah. Called 911, was on hold for 15 minutes. Uh, they said they were having operational problems. And um, so maybe not. Maybe not. Maybe the whole yeah. city's just uh, sunk. But luckily, luckily for the people of Baltimore. <laughs> I enjoy Jack's, Jack Young's, like, we will not get negotiate with terrorists, too. Yeah. Like, he was waiting. He's like, I'm only going to be mayor for a year and a half. I really hope I get a chance to use that line. <laughs> First day. First day. <laughs> Hallelujah, everyone. <laughs> Merry Christmas, Jack Young. Uh, I do think, though, that uh, they, the uh, lucky people of Baltimore who uh, were granted by the Department of Water and Power yeah. a, uh, a reprieve on their water bills. So <laughs> they won't have their houses sold out from under them for water bills. Yeah. Uh, while, you know, the Hyatt owes what, $5 million at this point, yeah. and people are having their houses sold for $1,000 water bills. Uh, because of this issue, they are going to withhold foreclosures for water bills. So Yeah, they're, they're going to wait until this thing passes before they force court action on you yeah. to get rid uh, of your By own. the way, though, I would say you might have a good position if you're one of those people to say, oh, listen, wait, uh, no, I've never had notice before. I don't know what you're talking about. Is Wait. Is there a chance this is part of the ransomware thing? Did they change and affect some bills at all? Maybe maybe this is just sort of like an Operation Mayhem thing. Yeah. yeah where it's just, just like, listen. Going crazy. You were about to uh, foreclose on my house because you said that I had a $700 water bill. I haven't even used the I've been out of town. How did I use $700 worth of water? All right. Well, I guess I'm just going to have to ransomware the shit out of you. <laughs> <laughs> they just need to run... <laughs> they need to run their software. Like, okay, the person is asking for seven hundred fourteen dollars. Who owes the city seven hundred fourteen dollars? I got a house in uh, out on the west side. I feel like this might be it. This might be the guy. He's just sitting in there with a white hat in the basement. Hacker man. I got this. Um, yeah, but you know, it, uh, the city's still shut down. This was actually last week that it started happening. Yeah. And uh, uh, Jack Young is just like, no, fuck it. Uh, we can run the city without it. He's asking citizens to go clean up the uh, the streets. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Maybe this is part of all a diabolical plan to make citizens do more work. Maybe. And like, yeah. just these services will never come. It's like, listen, they'll clean their own fucking streets. Why are we paying all this money to DPW? Like, yeah, Do you know how much we pay for this stuff? <laughs> we can cut the budget. We're just, look at the people out there. They're picking up their own garbage. It's great. It's great. Let's just keep it up. Wait, Maybe soon enough, they'll police themselves. City services are back? My, I just saw a guy filling his own pothole. Don't <laughs> tell anybody. It's fine. But yeah. Um, just running the shovel over a piece of tar in the street. <laughs> well, listen, uh, Catherine Pugh took the time to yell at a child instead of taking him to school. I'd love to see Jack Young out there encouraging someone to fill a pothole. That'd be great. Maybe even helping himself, grabbing a shovel. Be great. Uh, but uh, here's the thing. One thing we learned about Baltimore, it is essentially the third world because if you take away all the technology, the city runs just fine. Not a problem at all. Uh you know, Jack Young's not quite a warlord. I think that uh, Catherine Pugh is kind of a warlord. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you take away the cell phones and all the technology, and they're just like deciding, like, well, um, so since you can't do your job in accounting because the computer's locked up, maybe uh, going down the Inner Harbor and uh, pick up some garbage. Sure, <laughs> why not? Yeah. 
Um, so uh, if you live in Baltimore, um, it's basically verging on the purge. That's what I'll say. <laughs> uh, you can't be guaranteed that when you call 911, anyone's going to pick up. Um, if there's a mattress on your street, God help you. Last twenty more than twenty four hours. Oh yeah, it's been. Uh, People are dying everywhere. <laughs> That's just Baltimore. <laughs> Don't blame that on the government. That's or the ransomware. People just die in Baltimore. That's what happens. Uh, People just get shot all over the place. Uh, or they get dragged out of uh, a building at their college, yeah. which is exactly what happened this week. Yeah. Um, for those of you who are paying attention, uh, which, by the way, wasn't me. I remember the story as it broke, and then I'm like, oh, those kids. Yeah, that's awesome. Forgot about it for a month as six JHU students took over a building on campus. Yeah. And then just lived in it, basically. Yeah. Like, oh, we're just going to stay here forever. People dropped off food. Did, by the way. Ooh. Did they go to class? No. <laughs> Well, I mean, they, they were technically at school. I don't they're know. paying a lot of money to go to class. Yeah, can you imagine being one of those parents? Like, what do you? What am I paying for? All right, Cynthia, it's been fun, but you've been. You, I don't think you understand that the school costs forty five thousand dollars a semester. Can we, we please four weeks? Can of we please fucking get to class? To be fair, though, this is the kind of shit no, I could No, Ma, pulled. you don't understand. They're going to have police here at Hopkins. It's like, yeah, great. Maybe they'll take you to class. <laughs> I. uh... I would have been one of these kids because yeah, I'd be fine. As long as it didn't last all the way through finals. Like, yeah, shit. I'll just roll out and go <laughs> take the final. I'll probably be all right. Just uh, This would be a good time to, to uh, talk about, uh, as uh, college students who may be listening to this, yes. uh, I don't know if Rate My Professor is still the place to go. Oh, yeah. But yeah. back in the day, Rate My Professor was the place to go. And I used to love looking for people who said that their teachers were very liberal. Because I would take those teachers' classes, and then I would come up with any so- sort of sad sap excuse for why I couldn't be at class, mm-hmm. and immediately get excused. <laughs> I can't come in. My feelings are hurt because of what happened last night in Panama. Mm-hmm. And the teacher's just like, well, I, I understand, and I'll see you next week. And thank you so much. Yeah. Um, one Maybe of the just two do people- the same thing. Just get a whole bunch of liberal teachers at Johns Hopkins. Yeah. And yeah. then uh, just be like, I can't come in. I'm fighting the man. I'm protesting in the yep. the Bachman building or whatever. Yep. You guys <laughs> are, like, you, you see two, strong. You see two people on the screen in front of you. One of them graduated summa cum laude from Hofstra University. The other one did not. Uh, <laughs> the other one bre- briefly attended Austria. <laughs> Maybe State. don't take the advice of the one who, uh, listen, uh, I took. Listen, I, I got a piece of paper for things that I did at school, too. I thought you were going a different direction. I mean, where it's you're, a expulsion letter, but it's still. <laughs> I, I thought you were going a different direction where you're like, I picked liberal teachers. Because I picked conservative teachers because I knew that at any point that I just like didn't do the reading or I didn't want to talk about whatever they were going to talk about. I could just be like, hey, you know what? Um, abortion. Yeah. <laughs> That's cool, right? Women should have a right to their own bodies. What are you talking about? <laughs> God and Christ. And then it's like, okay, we're off the rails today. Good. Uh, I don't have to worry about that at all. I don't want to talk about whatever bullshit we were supposed to talk about today. Um. I, that's where I thought you were going. But, yeah. Uh, yeah. Don't, uh, don't, uh, don't piss off your teachers. I mean, rate my professor's fine. I think it gave me a good, uh, what I went on there for to do was to see where, where did attendance factor into the grade? <laughs> attendance is 40% of the grade. Nope. Not taking that <laughs> class. That's going to be a problem. All right. Um, but anyway, back to GHU students. Yeah. They occupied the building. They were promptly forgotten by anyone who apparently doesn't go to GHU. And they were paying, first of all, the accommodations at JHU are not that good, but I imagine it's worse to be sleeping on the floor of one of the buildings. Yeah, I, I don't imagine the floor is the optimal place for you to be. No. Um, and then, so they occupied I mean, for they a I mean, they are month. college students, though. Their bodies bounce right back. 
Oh, do you remember uh, those days? Where you I wish I could. I remember we used to go on family vacations and it would be like, I would be like, I'll sleep on the floor. I don't care. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> oh, there's now, days. No, I yeah. can't. Mm. I can barely lay down on the floor for a couple seconds. If I like lay down on the floor to stretch, I'm just like, when did floors get so hard? I, uh, <laughs> a couple of nights ago, my bottom pillow of two, and there must be two, and it must be these two, or yeah. else I'm going to have a problem. <laughs> the bottom pillow was at just so slightly up against the headboard, giving my head a slightly different angle than it was used to. All day. Couldn't move my neck at all. Just like this all day. Just a just a tiny, tiny increase of an tiny angle. Infinitesimal no, difference. No. Now, meanwhile, I have in college before drank the, all night the night before class, uh, gone to bed at three or four in the morning, woken up at nine o'clock in the morning on the floor, half like scorpioned on the floor yeah. in some weird position, unflopped myself, finished the drink, grabbed a glass of water. Shook it off, changed my shirt. Back to the floor. No, I'm go to class. I'm like, all right, crickety, crickety, crickety. Let's go on to class. We got this. Now I, I am just a sad, sad sack of bones. Broken. Yeah, broken man. Um, but anyway, so these kids are sleeping on the floor. They're occupying the building. Uh, they're doing. They're honestly though, they are fighting the good fight because it's. Uh, Johns Hopkins shouldn't have a police force. Why would you give guys with guns and put them around kids? Uh, especially a bunch of kids who generally, by the way, Johns Hopkins has a pretty good diversity. Um, kids from other countries, kids who don't speak English very well, and cops with guns traditionally don't mix. Yeah. Uh, especially when it's brown kids from other countries who don't speak English. Not a great mix of things. Um, so their, their protest was justified. Um, what wasn't justified was that the Baltimore police responded to these six Teenage or this, you know, six twenty somethings. Right, six um, college students. Six college students uh, with eighty riot police. By the way, who are all getting overtime for that? Um, and then they like basically. So, by the way, a comedy of errors. I, as I read through the tweets of someone live tweeting it, they sit outside and they like yelled into the building with a uh, loudspeaker. Yeah. Uh, someone then pointed out that. The building is basically soundproof, yeah. and having been inside the building, you can't hear the busy street outside, so they doubted they could hear them with a loudspeaker. The person then walked up close to the building with the, oh, the bullhorn, sorry, not yeah, yeah. the bullhorn. person walks up to the building with a bullhorn, and apparently someone from inside the building gestures like, what? <laughs> like, we can't hear you. What are you saying? So then the full riot police comes out with their shields to yeah. move up to the building. Again, six college students inside. Yeah. They've been in there for a month. Um, and they like pull and the door a half. open. They pull the door open, and now they're, you know, bullhorning into the door. And apparently, one of the kids was like, "All right, we can hear you." Like, <laughs> uh, and they gave him a few minutes to surrender, and they didn't surrender. So then, eighty riot cops stormed the building, uh, dragging people out, adding insult to injury. Uh, a young trans student was uh, who is having seen seen pictures of her, clearly transitioning, known to be female. Looks female from the outside, but known to the Baltimore police to be biologically male, uh, was put in a van with uh, two of the male students and was taken to Central Booking, the male side of Central Booking. Yeah. For those of you who haven't been to Central Booking, let me give you a little education, having <laughs> been there a few times myself. Uh, there's two sides of it. Uh, they take you out of the van. If you come to the men's side, it's um, you got to jump out of the back of the van where most likely you were given a rough ride on the way there. Yep. Uh, then you climb a steep set of stairs and they take you into this like bigger holding area. The women's side is much more like, uh, you know, it's uh, you pull up to like a, a, a the 
back of the van comes up to a loading dock. Mm -hmm. So you step out of the van onto the thing, and then uh, you walk into a smaller area because there's less women, theoretically, arrested in Baltimore. Um, Anyway, uh, so essentially what they were doing is they were taking a... Uh, a trans woman who looks very female, putting her in a van with men, and then transporting her to Central Booking, where she would be in uh, lodged with men, um, because she was a person known to them to be biologically female. Uh, a couple of students laid down in front of the van to try and keep them from driving off, mm. uh, only asking that they transfer this uh, trans student from the van where she was being held to the female uh, transportation van, which they didn't do. Um, and apparently, some slurs were used because. Of course. It's Baltimore City Police. So they're going to use some slurs. Um, and uh, they were then transferred. Uh, the the excuse that Harrison made later, which, by the way, just as much as I had hope for Harrison being different, um, he was just like, oh, yeah, reasonable force was used. Uh, reasonable force is about using only the minimum amount of force necessary, not like, did we need 80 riot cops and a helicopter to get six students out of a building? But like, well, they didn't kill anybody. So... That's a positive, right? It's we didn't stem- use tear gas. Nobody got beaten. They just got dragged out forcibly. <laughs> Listen, we didn't bully Keith Davis Jr. What did you say? I mean, okay, nothing. No, 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 <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and uh, and basically, on commenting on the uh, the person, he said, "We're going to check just, our policy." Just as an aside, real quick, anyone who's not listening to undisclosed please Keith Davis Jr. Uh, season here, please do because it's very good. Mm. Yes, and it's about to go back to trial, so yeah. you should be educated about for it for the fifth time. But you can't convict a dude who you shot four times and found a gun on. Maybe it's time to get up, Marilyn. I don't know. Maybe, uh, I don't know. I, I don't know what to tell you at this point. Like, you're a bad st- uh, state's attorney. I think she just doesn't like being criticized. Yeah. And here's the thing. Like, I wonder if his family was less vocal, if his advocates were less vocal, mm-hmm. would she have just postponed, postponed, and dismissed and let it go? Oh, yeah. I think I think at a certain point now, it's just a, a dick measuring contest between, like, well, I mean, that's a, it's not the best app because it's two women, but I mean, it's such a misogynistic <laughs> way to compare a, these two. It's a dick measuring contest between Marilyn Mosby and uh, Keith's uh, wife. Yeah. So. But I mean, from, I get his wife's perspective that, like, if she doesn't drop it, He's going to go to trial. No one's going to know about it, and they're probably going to convict him. Well, I so. mean, the other thing at this point, too, is I feel like if uh, there's a guilty verdict against Keith Davis Jr., then there's no civil suit against the city. Yes. Uh, so there's a lot of like, hey, let's hold out as long as we can so we can sue the city later. Which, which I think they I mean, will most assuredly win because he has multiple, <laughs> multiple medical issues that he's going to have to deal with for the rest of his life now. And so. it also makes me wonder how much of this is Marilyn Mosby looking to like – even if she if she gets a hung jury again, which has happened three of the four times thus far. Yeah. One time was a conviction which was overturned because the state withheld very important evidence yeah. that probably would have led to an acquittal. Yeah. Uh, so she couldn't win fairly. So then she ha- finally had to fight fairly and hung jury, hung jury, hung jury. Um, apparently hung towards acquittal, not hung towards yeah, yeah, yeah. conviction. Like uh, one old white lady from uh, – What's the white neighborhood in Baltimore? What's a, a place in the Roland Park? Roland Park. One mm-hmm. old white lady from Roland Park. Like, listen, I know he doesn't really meet the description, but one black fella is just the same <laughs> as another black fella, isn't it? And, I mean, they shot him, so that must mean he's guilty. Um, so, anyway, uh, that's what I imagine. Not that that's what happened. That's just yeah. what I imagine in my head. Uh, so, now we're going to go for time number five. And I wonder if it's her saying, like, I got to protect the city. I got to protect my cops. Like, if this goes awry, it can go really awry really fast. There were three high-ranking police officers See, but involved in the shooting. 
if I was uh, if I was Mosby, I would I would just realize how bad of tact it looks. I mean, like yeah. to to get tried five times for the same crime is unprecedented. Yeah, in, le- <laughs> in legal terms, uh, the if you beat it, if you beat a conviction about it, and honestly, then hang a jury. The, uh, they they had a hung jury in the Caesar Goodson trial yeah. for Freddie Gray, and he decided to. Uh, they decided not to charge them again or go for the second time yeah. on the prosecution because they realized that they didn't have the case. So if you get three straight hung juries, then maybe you should uh, consider that you don't have the case and just drop it. Yes. And I mean, like hung jury, they, after- they may they may drop it before it goes to trial. Maybe, maybe. But right now, for sure, they're not going to say that they're going to drop it because they want Keith to stay in jail for as long as humanly possible and maybe die. I was going to say, like, so that's this really is the, the the most fucked up thing is they are withholding medical care from him. Um, every time he needs some kind of surgery, they have to go back on a motion to get the state to allow him to go to the doctor. Yeah, and it's almost like and. I mean, it probably is that Marilyn Mosby is hoping he dies in jail and it doesn't become an issue. Yeah. If he dies from any one of these complications, then the last thing that stands is we got a conviction. It got overturned. Then we couldn't convict him, but he also wasn't innocent. He wasn't acquitted. So listen, uh, let's call it even. All right. Let's call it even. Uh, But also it would mean that she probably couldn't sue the city. Yeah, it, it complicates the lawsuit if you don't have a queer, clear acquittal and they die in prison. So yeah, um, it's real fucked up, and the fucked upness continues because she just won't uh, drop the case. But I think you're right that it may lead up, especially with with what's going on on uh, the podcast. Yeah, and the shit that uh, Theru's dealing with with uh, Adnan because of the podcast. Yeah. You know, he's got to be leaning into Marilyn like, listen. I know I ran against you, and I know it's a whole thing. Hey, I got you. I got you the win, right? Yeah. The one guy who could beat you. I stole enough votes from him. Yeah, that exactly. uh, you won. Uh, let me give you a little bit of advice. Stop trying the one in the public opinion. See, but there's it, millions of people you get. Well, the problem was, I, I mean, I would have really preferred this podcast to happen prior to Marilyn Mosby running for reelection. Yeah, because yeah. I mean, honestly, at this point, she's just going to run for mayor. Well, so I mean, like she's maybe she might run for mayor. Do you know why they waited though? Why? Uh, there was rumors, and I believe the undisclosed team knew that the HBO series was going to use trial testimony in the podcast. Oh yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. And now or they the, want they, the case against that nine Syed. Yes, yeah. Now that what they wanted, their plan, I think, was to use previous trial testimony in the podcast, but uh, basically the court has said, oh no, no. We're not releasing any audio now until it's clarified whether or not you can, in fact, use it because uh, undisclosed, as part of many people in a group, are suing the Maryland state court system in order to use uh, audio. Yeah. Uh, Because basically the rule in Maryland is uh, we'll release it to you and you can listen to it and you can reenact it with two actors, but you can't play the direct audio. And the HBO series was like, HBO was like, we got lawyers. Uh, we're just going to play the whole uh, thing. Fuck your stupid you. state. Yeah. Dare you to sue us. Like, listen, you can't convict a guy who you shot four times. We're, come on, bring it, bring it. Let's see what you got. Um, so yeah, so, uh, I think that that's what their game was that they yeah. were, uh, they were waiting for the HBO series to come out because they want to use the testimony in Keith Davis's trial has been inconsistent in every single trial. And I think what they wanted to do was play the detectives in their own voice, yeah. changing the story 
as details came out between each of the trials. But then that kind of blew up. So um, now I think, honestly, they'll, they'll play this so, out, the fifth trial, and see what happens. Real so. quick, legal question. Yes. Uh, what kind of – I mean, would it be a pretrial thing where you could talk about what happened in previous trials? So most – I mean, like, if, if you had a, a cop who drastically changed their story four different times during the four different uh, trials that have happened so far – Yes. Could you get a judge to say, like, that we're allowed to talk about the previous – Statements made by people under oath? The default is that you can. I think in one of the last trials, if not both of them, they actually kept out the previous testimony. Mm-hmm. Because the difference is they use this establishment fact where if new facts come to light, which change the opinion of the police officer, not not the fact of what he's testifying yeah. to, but his opinion based on that fact, then he's allowed to change his testimony and you can't talk about the prior inconsistent statement. Also... It's very difficult to get a cop on a prior inconsistent statement because they tend not to narratorize. They can't. They tend to stick to their report. Yeah. And again, it'll be a matter of like asking a follow up to this part of the report, and they offer an opinion. Well, you know, like, da 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 da. What about the last time when you said blah blah blah? Well, well, you know, that was my opinion then, based off of yeah. I've been on the streets for the last four months in between those trials, and we a couple of other facts in this case came to light, which changed my opinion. I don't know how different it is, and obviously sometimes it blows up in the face of a defense attorney because mm. the jury ends up becoming more sympathetic to like the cop who's like, well, yeah, I had that opinion, but then I had to pick up the body of a four year old child who got shot in the head right here on the streets. And yeah, I'll tell you that really changes my perspective on things. And you're like, oh, <laughs> okay. Uh, it doesn't change the perspective on you dragging some, uh, basically children out of a, uh, a building on campus though, which they did. Um, JHU still going to have cops that doesn't, hasn't changed. Um, the, the university said they're not going to press charges. The state's attorney said they're not going to press charges. Uh, by the way, uh, what would you think that w- if that would have happened at, uh, I don't know, Morgan, do you think they would have the same, uh, response at Morgan? We, we wouldn't hear about it. Oh, the whole thing we went over today. I mean, I, mean, I, think, I think, it was, think it. I think it'd be a thing that some people knew about. Yeah, but I mean, like I. I feel like overall, just the the problem is that you know you want to say that because Morgan is a more predominantly black school, yeah. than Johns Hopkins is that it it, it it would necessarily go against racial lines. I think the problem is that it's Johns Hopkins is a much bigger deal than Morgan is. And that's not that's not to uh, poo poo anyone who I know who went to Morgan. You have yeah. a wonderful education, a wonderful school. But I'm saying Johns Hopkins is sort of world renowned as one of the the best schools in the world. So, so my I mean, position, like, it, it's it's one of those things. Like you know, like would it, if you were saying something like, uh, you know, to, is this event happening at Salisbury the same thing as this one happening at, at Western Maryland or something like that? Those are like schools on the same rough level. Yeah. You know, but there's no racial dichotomy between See, those two. My my opinion wasn't one based on race. It was based on the wealth of the people that we're talking about. The kids in uh, in JHU more than likely and again, I don't know what six the names of the six kids, the police don't uh, yeah. really release them, especially when no charges are going to be pressed. But I would bet you that generally I know that generally speaking in those colleges and I would bet you that any six random students are in a higher their parents are in a higher tax bracket at JHU than they would be at Morgan. Yeah. And the likelihood is that the kids at Morgan who can't really well probably are black, let's just say, higher higher uh, chance of being black. Yeah. yeah. Um and higher likelihood of being in a lower income bracket and that their parents are in a lower income bracket, that the the university may say, no no, fuck these kids. And um 
The police uh, may I don't say think we're going to charge uni- him anyway. I don't think the university would say fuck the kids. Well, the, I would the, say the police may. Yeah, I, I I think that there's more of a chance that the state's attorney would do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that's not necessarily. I, see, I I feel like the school at the end of the day would just want to be like, listen, we all it got to a point where we didn't want it to get to. Yep, things got we out of control. We don't we don't want to ruin your life on this. We're gonna let this let this go. Oh, and but, and just for clarity's sake, in case you guys don't know, Marilyn Mosby. What I, what I would what I would find more likely though than anything is if the two situations happen the same between Morgan and Johns Hopkins, is I feel like that the uh, there would be more of a likelihood that the Morgan students would be seen to have to pay some sort of restitution to oh, the yeah. state for the actions for of taking the over the building. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like so. Uh, uh, a while back when we were talking about Jussie Smollett mm-hmm. and how like the uh, city of Chicago was basically like trying to sue him to get them to pay for all the, in- him to pay for the, all the investigation costs yeah. and stuff like that, yeah. which everyone was just like, wow, that's a real weird thing that they would do. But I mean like the, 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 the common version of that is if you do something that is not like you wasted city resources for nothing Say, you know, you said uh, there, there's a fire happening at this building right now and 15 trucks come and all load up. Then yeah. you could be charged for all the all the costs that it was to send all those 15 trucks to that place. If oh. it was proven that you did it, you did it intentionally to fuck with people. Even if it's not L.A., by the way, yeah. if your fire alarm accidentally goes off and you don't kill it within 30 seconds because I don't know. Uh, no one ever told you where the uh, alarm, fire alarm is. is. Um, they charge you for coming out, and they send a truck out. They yeah. they, they charge you for that. Uh, yeah. So it's the same thing. Yeah. And, and you're right. The likelihood is that uh, a Morgan student would end up getting uh, some sort of restitution to pay yeah, for yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Um, but pay for the the overtime of the SWAT team that yeah. came out. And one point I want to make though for anyone who doesn't know this, uh, her name may be Marilyn Mosby, and she may live in Roland Park. She is not white, so <laughs> it's strange for us to take this position that the black state's attorney in Baltimore would probably charge Morgan students before she would charge anyone else, but I think that the, it's absolutely true. This is also a, uh, a state's attorney who has backed the policy of arresting uh, squeegee kids yeah. who are nearly pr- predominantly and nearly 100% black <laughs> kids in Baltimore. Like, I, By the way, just, the logic just real quick, while we're, while we're sort of off on this racial tangent of Baltimore, yes. uh, did you hear about the whole Mary Bubala thing? Do you have opinions? Or? I don't know who that is. Uh, so Mary Bubala is a news anchor. I can't remember what station offhand. But uh, during live coverage of Catherine Pugh's resignation, uh, she was putting out a, a question to – God, I can't even remember who it was. But they had like a guest on the, on the, uh, at the news desk mm-hmm. with them. And she asked a question that went somewhere along the lines of uh, – uh, two of our last three mayors have been black and have been women and they've caused trouble. Do you think this will hurt the ability of black or women to become mayor again? Okay. And I think where she was coming from with it was that she was trying to think of multiple different questions at the same time yeah. and was yeah. trying to like say and like sort of put it in the worst possible way, but they fired her. Oh, well, so, sure. uh, I didn't know if you had heard anything about that. I was going to ask no, you what I, your I opinion was. Um, but, but uh, you know, uh, I mean, your news, I, your private company, you're allowed to do what you want. Um, I think I think that nowadays it's too hard. It's too hard not to fire somebody if they yeah. get any kind of monicum of 
sting hey, on them. Hey, P.S. <laughs> don't do live TV. Live TV is the worst. And especially, don't do it on the internet where it lasts forever. Yeah. And you say a lot of curse words. And you say racial th- hot say a takes. Lot of, say a lot of stupid things. Yeah, don't ever do that. Especially yeah. not 266 times. Um, <laughs> but uh, you would think, I, my, my point was, you would think that the... the, uh, the State attorney who is black, who grew up in the city of Baltimore, would have a heart for uh, black citizens of Baltimore, but it seems to be just the opposite. Mm-hmm. Um, seems like she has no heart, uh, which means that uh, at least uh, the new Georgia heart bi- uh, heartbeat bill doesn't <laughs> apply to her. Uh, so hopefully she'll be okay. Uh, I don't know. Is that counted as murder then if I kill her if she doesn't have a heartbeat? Right. Uh, anyway, what a transition. I defer. What a transition. Nah. Speaking I of things review, that you shouldn't review, talk about live on the I internet. Review, I refuse to answer on the grounds that it may incriminate me. Yeah. Uh, speaking of things that you shouldn't talk about on the internet, abortion. <laughs> this will go well. Yeah, here we go. Uh, right. So, uh, although I think basically everyone to the right of, I don't know, uh, to the left of, I don't know, Hitler, is probably okay with the position we're about to take on this bill. I, You know, it's... <laughs> It's so divisive. Uh, I would argue Jesus is probably okay with our position on this bill. I don't know why I felt like I needed to to start this conversation with abortion. It's divisive. Yeah, (laughs) you know. I don't know if you guys are uh, aware of this this new issue that's out here today. Uh, uh, So the state of Georgia... Uh, the governor of Georgia specifically just signed a law into or passed a signed the law, uh, which is the heartbeat bill as it's being called. And uh, essentially it's when uh, a heartbeat can be detected, which is as early as six weeks, Mm -hmm. uh, then you are no longer allowed to have an abortion for the child. Yes. uh, For the fetus. Um, And it goes further than that in so much as uh, if you are pregnant in Georgia and past that six week mark or the, when the heartbeat first is detectable, then if you go to another state to have an abortion, then you could end up with 10 years in jail. Yep. Or if you, uh, have a miscarriage and they think that the miscarriage is on shaky ground, suspicious then, circumstances. Yeah. They yeah. can, uh, uh, get you in jail for 30 years on that one. If they charge you and get through with that one. By the way, I do believe uh, if I'm not wrong, that if you were to drive your wife across state lines, that accessory type charges also apply to you. Yeah. So if she gets 10 years, you could also get 10 years for driving her and being an accessory which, to that crime. Which is something that happens quite a lot with states that have restrictive abortion laws because a lot of times what people end up doing is like uh, finding a friend to go with them to whatever state they can. Yeah. And then like living in a hotel for a couple of days while they like figure it all out. You know, like, well, imagine being in Texas where there are now... Because there's four. laws in other states too where like... Uh, you can't have an abortion the same day, but you can go on like Friday and express your interest in having an abortion. And then the following Monday, you can right. have the, like, it's, a, have to, it's a three day waiting period. Yeah. Like, uh, by the way, uh, longer than you need to get a gun in some states, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, there's some states, Texas is one of them. In fact, I think that you have to, have, I think Texas is five days. You have to go in for a doctor's appointment and come back. There's only four clinics in the entire state of Texas. So like if you're on East Texas, Jesus, East Texas is probably hard. Let's say you're in West no. Texas because that's easier. Right. Um, it's actually easier to drive to New Mexico where the law is a little more liberal than it is to go to the nearest um, legal one in Texas. Around yeah. Texas, yeah. And uh, I think uh, New Mexico's might be um, day day. So you have to go in and then the next day. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I feel like maybe New Mexico is more liberal than I'm thinking. Maybe I'm thinking of Arizona because uh, Bill, what's his name? Richardson was the governor of New Mexico. 
Yeah, for, well, they make for a, a long lot of time. meth in New Mexico. I feel like, right? That's a thing I've seen on TV. Yeah, there is something about that. That like a, a Texas to some other state where there was a lot of people who who would yeah. make like. But basically, um, it's like, and let's say it's a six-hour drive. Well, yeah. you don't want to have a six-hour drive, have that appointment, and then make a six-hour drive back. Yeah. So you have a friend who drives you so that you can undergo the procedure and then have them drive you back. Um, but now that person in Georgia, or you have like your sister come with you, so you have some company while sure. you're yeah. Uh, but that person now an accessory because yeah. they've helped you break this law in Georgia. Help you procure an abortion. Yeah. Like I, I <sighs> here's what here's what bothers me about the basis of this argument. Uh and it's it's wrong <laughs> that if people there the people who are fervently pro-life mm-hmm. will never be convinced anything short of this is murder. Yes. And uh, if that's your line, then it's hard for you to accept anything that is a compromise to that, you yes. know, like, so uh, a lot of ab- abortion activists or a lot of people on the pro-life side of this are very happy about the Georgia law because it's moving them closer to never allowing an abortion. Right. Uh, but the six weeks to them is like an, un- is like a regrettable, like, We'll let you have this a small portion of time six in which weeks you can is two weeks after your first miss period. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe your first miss period. So like And a lot of women miss periods for, you know, birth control or for a lot <laughs> of reasons. Like Yes. It, you know, you, you there's a very good chance that most women will not know that they're pregnant by the time the first heartbeat could be detected. Yeah. Um I I, I just, I, I can't imagine that if I told you that you couldn't do something because I felt like it was wrong, uh, it, 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 that just stick, like we should have freedom of choice because we have it everywhere else in our democracy. But this one, because it's tied with the idea of murder, is kind of like we're not. It's not tied to the idea of murder. It's tied to the idea of religion. Well, yeah. Here's the argument. But I I mean, there are non-religious people who are pro-choice. They're pro-life as well. Pro-life, yes. But for the most part, for in large portion, they are religious. Uh, And I will tell you, this is the argument I made to my father on many occasions. I said, "Hey, okay, I am a vegetarian. I'm a vegan. Let's let's say vegetarian because I just don't eat any meat. Uh, I believe that eating meat." is murder. So I'm going to enforce my will on everyone to not eat meat. My dad, of course, says, that's dumb. It's your decision not to eat meat. In my mind, it is not murder for me to eat meat. Yeah. Okay, Pop. So in my mind, (laughs) a fetus at 20 weeks is not viable and is not a person. It's basically a collection of cells. Uh, it is a, a parasitic cancer, uh, which may develop into a beautiful human being, but also may not, whether naturally or not naturally. Um, I don't t- go into all that with my dad. Yeah. But I just, yeah, so I, I believe that a woman should have not be forced to carry to term and that she should be able to terminate that pregnancy if she wants to. Well, uh, yeah, okay, but, but Dad, what you're saying is that, like, you believe that that procedure is murder, and because it is, you want to impose your will on everyone. Yeah. Well, it, it's totally two very different things, son. What you don't understand 
is that um, I would argue that the cow is more viable than the. <laughs> it's alive. Yeah. It's a living thing. Yeah, it's, like, it, it's out there in the world. Not only that, it's being tortured before it's oh, yeah. before you're eating it. Too. I mean, like that makes it more delicious. Listen, I I get uh, you know I <laughs> as somebody who loves animals myself, I've I've uh, I've gone back and forth as to whether or not I should stop eating meat because it's not right for the animals. Mm-hmm. Uh, part of the point I've always come back to is. That's not going to stop them from making the burgers. So I, like. I really felt bad when I paid uh, for overnighting <laughs> that special dog burger from South Korea during the dog meat festival. But <laughs> God, was it delicious. So, I mean, it is what it is. I don't draw lines where people might draw lines. Um, but no, I, in his mind, though, and here's the thing. My dad and many people, the argument really only comes down to it's not about me imposing my will on you, son. It's this is God's will. It's yeah. a will that is beyond us, and we have to honor that. That is what it is. Yeah. Okay, great. So uh, we're just going to make uh, birth control and contraceptives widely available. We're going to educate uh, you know, kids so they know not to do – well, I don't – listen, it's a parent's job to educate their children. Yeah. Our sex talk was <laughs> us riding silently on a Sunday afternoon and you looking straight ahead and saying, son, women are going to want you to do things, especially those older women having 20 seconds of silence and then you looking over at me and waiting for me to look at you and then saying, don't. (laughs) And then turning the radio back up (laughs) and that's it. How are you going to be responsible for my sex education? I I learned how to put on a condom through practice. Do you know how much how much it took me to walk to the front of that store and buy condoms at our local store? Where the Do you the, know how many condoms it took me to get it right? Seventeen. I had to practice. There's I had more. To, I had to go back and buy another box. I practiced with a whole twelve pack. All right. I, it took me a whole twelve pack to figure it out. Then I had to go back down to Cantner's, where, by the way, the pharmacist he's been filling my prescriptions since I was a baby. And then I put them up on the counter, and I get the lady at the front who knows me, and she's like. How you doing? <laughs> Look at you growing up. Okay. It's going to be... Uh, By the no- way, did you know they don't come with their own holes? You have to put holes in them yourself. <laughs> what kind of fucked up system is this? How am I even supposed to get in it? <laughs> um, but no, I it just like... I, and I try to make this argument to my dad, but again, in the end, it's like, you did not give me a sex education. If anything, the school gave me some, and then I figured out the rest on my own, and ladies, you are welcome. <laughs> but... um. Yeah, that's it's like if you are preaching this to me and you cannot even practice what you preach, like how? By the way, and but you understand because you're an intelligent guy and your wife is a teacher and you know a college graduate. You're they're very smart. You understand. What about dumb fuck number one and number two in South Texas who are just like I don't know. I'll put my penis in there and then you know babies come somehow. You see, uh, uh, and uh, I I think that uh, at the end of the day, I hate any. Any bill that would punish somebody for doing something that almost any one of us would do if we were desperate. Yeah. Like in the Bible itself, there are many stories about people who steal bread. And in some of those stories, they get stoned to death for stealing the bread. And the moral at the end of that is, hey, maybe we shouldn't punish the person who's so desperate that they're stealing bread. Yeah. Like this is this is like sort of a, a, cons- a constant in uh, Christianity. Also, and uh, I don't feel like we should, you know, like. Put a woman in jail for 10 years as we're going across the state because she's 16 and doesn't want to have the baby and we shouldn't force her to have the baby. And 
Also an argument my dad hates, by the way, that Jesus was super forgiving about people in desperate straits. And that maybe the 16-year-old who's not ready to be a mom is more desperate than arguably, you know, the thief who steals some bread to survive. Um, And he's just like, Jesus wouldn't like this. (laughs) And then he starts to like... (laughs) The steam starts coming out of his ears. Yes, and uh, (laughs) you see him start to like over-rotate and he's just like... Um, Well, the other other side of this... uh, because I feel like we've been tiptoeing just around this issue. Enough. Have we? Have we been? Have you been tiptoeing? I wasn't aware. <laughs> Not a great. Oh, man. Sometimes I wonder, uh, like, uh, I see uh, uh, articles from, like, an episode, a fairly innocuous episode of Bill Simmons or something yeah. like that. Yeah. Uh, like, where I'll hear some little joke that they make and I'll laugh silently to myself. And then, like, later I'll find an article where it's just like, did you hear the fucking shit, shit Bill Simmons said about the Celtics today? Mm. And I, I, I just, uh, sometimes I'm glad that we don't have that lawyer. That we have a lawyer, li- loyal listenership who uh, agrees with us for the most part. <laughs> who doesn't decide to write shitty articles about us. Although, listen, um, feel if free. Reveal compelled. I'm not going to stop you. All press is good press. <laughs> Share it to your seven WordPress followers and uh, <laughs> we'll be happy to take it. By the way, uh, that reminds me, I don't know why, of back in episode four. <laughs> when we got a comment on the WordPress that was just like, I dated this asshole, Rob. <laughs> I'm not surprised he feels this way about women. He's going to end up alone. You're right, bitch. <laughs> That's probably true. And I'm still okay. I don't even know who you are, but I'm still glad I didn't end up with you. So, Well, with Rob, Ooh. it was so many different choices that it could be. It's hard to Which one of the crazy <laughs> girls was it? Oh, yes. Uh, um, I don't know why I just thought about that, but yeah. No, but the, so the other side of this, uh, to bring it to California here. Yes. Yeah. Um, Hollywood is not happy about this, uh, heartbeat bill. And, uh, a lot of you might be saying to yourself, well, what the fuck does Hollywood matter with, uh, what Georgia decides to do? Ooh, turns out a lot, quite a bit actually. Yes. So, uh, Georgia, uh, when they were desperate for money to come into their state, uh, created, amazing tax rebates for filmmaking mm-hmm. and had sort of become the, the Southern Hollywood. Yeah. And in uh, fact, uh, Los Angeles was talking about outsourcing the 2028 Olympics back to Atlanta <laughs> just because of the tax benefits yeah. of having it there instead of here. Um, and then they wouldn't have to improve this, the train anymore. I saw this thing. This is like Metro, Metro in downtown is going to be an extra two years than they thought or something like that. I'm like, why don't we just say it's, coming soon until eventually it's there. Like the Alamo draft house. Just like, Honestly, it's like <laughs> the Alamo draft house. Soon and- but the realistic is it's not going to be done until the Olympics. Listen guys, we know <laughs> the Olympics are the deadline. It'll be done by 2028. Thank you. Yes. Um, but yes, Hollywood is uh, very upset about the heartbeat bill. Yeah. Uh, so much so that a lot of people are starting to uh, talk about pulling their business out of Georgia and not filming there anymore. As they should. Um, A similar thing that happened to North Carolina over the bathroom bill when the NBA all-star game pulled out. uh, And in Indiana with the final four, when uh, whatever Pence's the gay marriage, marriage, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, uh, it was either the marriage bill or was the allowing the re-education programs to start again. Where they could put yeah, kids was, in camps. Yeah, it was something. It was one maybe of those, one of those. Yeah. One of those ridiculously uh, homophobic things that uh, our current vice president did as the governor of Indiana. Uh, by the way, a great classic O the Anthem picture. If you want to scroll back at uh, Instagram.com forward slash O the Anthem or just O the Anthem on uh, Instagram, <laughs> is uh, Corey and I at the Indiana State border, border 
embracing uh, as a fuck you to <laughs> in, Mike a way, Pence. in a way that would, uh, Mike Pence would not approve of. Now, him and, uh, what's he called it? Mother? Him and Mother would be very <laughs> appalled at the way we were touching each other. Um, so go back and enjoy that, yeah. find that picture. But uh, yeah, uh, so the difference here is... Um, <laughs> he would either be very upset or very turned on. I mean, both. Maybe both. <laughs> Upset at the, how turned on he is. Um, but the All-Star game is one weekend, a long weekend. Yeah. Uh, the final four is a week. Yeah. What we are talking about in Georgia is a year-long economy of pumping money from California, well, funneled from other places through California into their economy. And Netflix is – one of the stories I read is that Netflix may put a ban on any of their original – original programming being produced in Georgia. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the big shows that they do there is Ozarks. Uh, famously, uh, it's like, a, what's his name? Um, one of my favorite actors who's in Ozarks. He's the star of Ozarks. Um, Jason. Jason Bateman. Yeah. Uh, is basically saying that like, uh, he may make this part of his contract negotiation that they cannot film in Georgia. He won't go back there to perform. Um, so like, there's leaders who are standing, stepping the up governor, and saying, The governor this. is, at some point, planning a trip to Hollywood to talk to studio heads and executives mm. about, about why they're doing this and stuff like that. Uh, a meeting yeah. that I imagine will not go well. Probably not. <laughs> um, but here's the thing. Uh, they go to Georgia for the tax benefits and because it looks a certain way. It's, it looks a way that you can't capture in Southern California. I mean, it's, it's Vancouver. The reason why, for so long, film uh, would film in Vancouver is because Vancouver looks like every city in the world. Yes. <laughs> at certain points, it looks like New York. At certain points, it looks like LA. You can really make it be any city you want. You cross the river, you're yeah. on the island, and it's fucking southwest Georgia. Yeah, it it looks woods, like everything. You're, you're in the sticks. Yeah. Like you, you can get close enough to anything in Vancouver. Um, Georgia is much the same way. They have city. They have... Farmlands, they have everything. Yep. But again, uh, one thing I said earlier uh, when we in a pre-show meeting is, you know what else does that? Nashville, Tennessee. Kind of looks like it's got skyscrapers, but not too many of them, and nothing's really identifiable, and country and farmland all around it, and it's a three-hour drive from Atlanta, Georgia. So well, I imagine the, where most of the Atlanta work will end up going is to New Orleans, because Louisiana has a, has a kind of similar but not quite as great uh, film credit program as as Georgia, but you don't think that the the legislature in Tennessee is like, all right, boys, let's get on this. We got an opportunity. As soon as Netflix says we're definitely not coming, let's pass us some uh, tax benefits. If, it, by the way, if you if you think that I'm I'm selling Georgia's influence in the film market short, uh, feel free to watch any movie. Mm-hmm. Any movie you want. Avengers is a good uh, example oh, yes. of this. It did have uh, one. Go to uh, sit there during the credits. Wait till all the way at the end. Very end. Uh, they will have like a bunch of logos and stuff like that for the various different people who like, you know, like edited on Avid or yep. shot on Panavision or something like that. And one of them will be like Georgia Commission of Film or something like one that. One of them will be a gigantic peach. orange peach. Yeah. And that means Georgia yeah. uh, Film Commission, uh, which means they got some money from them. And it will astound you. How many things or uh, TV? It's the yeah, yeah. made in Georgia right. thing. It will astound you if you just watch to the end. Like, don't hit the uh, next episode thing on Netflix. Um, <laughs> watch the credits for yeah. goddamn chance. So see, see, see there's who made the thing. <laughs> um, but it'll astound you how much. How stuff about is a little made respect there. for the people below the line? It'll astound you how many stuff is made in Georgia, if not completely, like Ozarks. Um, which, by the way, could also be made in the Ozarks of Missouri, where it's set, <laughs> ironically. But, uh, but just like, we need a country scene. All right, let's just go. We already have a crew, a B crew. Let's send them to Georgia. 
because uh, we can get a tax benefit and write off some of the production costs. Yeah. Okay, great. Um, if we're going to shoot woods, where are we going to shoot woods? We'll, we'll go to the place where these woods are look, look at any woods and we'll get a tax benefit here. Um, so even though there's like shot in Vancouver, shot in uh, Toronto, shot in uh, Eastern Romania, shot in Georgia, you'll see them all in the same movie just because yeah. they go and do certain things. What's the max tax, tax credit we can get in Georgia? All right, we got to shoot... 12 days, and we get this credit. That's like our money spot. Great. Yeah. Go shoot 12 days. That's what we're going to do, um, which is what Avengers probably did. Because <laughs> anyway, you can cut a corner on that movie. Probably a good one. <laughs> but no, I, it, it... Well, I mean, it's a great tax tax break, yeah. too. I mean, I think it, it's like 20% or something like that. So basically, you spend the money, and then Georgia will send you 20% of the money you spent back yeah. as, a, as a rebate, uh, which... Why wouldn't you do that if you're already spending all this money on film? And again, go see just how many things are made in Georgia. Yeah. But uh, so maybe those things come back to L.A. Maybe they go back to Vancouver. Again, this is like uh, the Amazon Q2 or not HQ2, where it's just like everyone kind of is probably thinking now, if we throw in something and we can be as good as Georgia, we could become the new Georgia. Uh, Tyler Perry just did that whole damn um, studio studio set up down there and whoo. Uh, but he was never going to leave Georgia anyway. I don't think, um, no matter what happened. Yeah, I mean, I, I think he's 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 more like I'm from Georgia. Yeah, <laughs> I just don't. It, it's Corey. I just don't want to travel. Uh, I'm gonna <laughs> listen. I know Baltimore. A lot of people get shot. We have armed guards at the studio and uh, the still vacant um, Bayfair. No, no, no. The uh, area down the South Baltimore. Um, oh, Port Covington. Port Covington. <laughs> Port Covington still still vacant. Still haven't built anything. So I'm going to build my studio complex there, and uh, <laughs> we'll build walls and we'll put uh, armed guards up. So yeah, people get shot, but it'll be until fun. until some students decide to camp out in my lobby, and you get the Baltimore <laughs> police to just drag them right get, out. It'll be fine. Get the SWAT in here. That'll be great. <laughs> um, anyway, so uh, the, getting back to the law, because yes, uh, Hollywood may have an impact, and maybe that'll undo it. The reality, though, is that people in Georgia know that this law is not going to stand. Well, it will be struck down by a court. No, because here's the thing. It is too extreme for even the Supreme Court, as extreme as they want to be, to uphold. But what they're going to say is, it, here's what the Supreme Court does. Here, they, here, say, uh, they say, here is the law. Here are the three things you did that you can't do. And then Georgia goes back and writes the exact same law without those three things. And boom, you have uh, Roe versus Wade overturned. That's and I mean, uh, honestly, all these, if you think that there's a lot of abortion things coming out right now, it's because there is. It's because yeah. the the... Uh, a lot of uh, Republican state houses realize that this is their opportunity to try and ta- overtake yeah. Roe versus Wade. It's what was being talked about during the entire Kavanaugh hearing, uh, <laughs> talked about during the election too. Uh, but people didn't want to pay attention back then. <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> but her you, emails, you know, this court, <laughs> this court will one hundred percent give you the outline for what they will accept. Yeah, the majority opinion will say six weeks is too much or is too little. Uh, currently we're at, I think 24 weeks is With the minimum Roe that's accepted. No, Roe v. Wade was beyond that, but it's like, they've backed it down in like, uh, Planned Parenthood of Southwestern Pennsylvania versus Casey, I think backed it down to two viability, which is like 24 weeks or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but the court will probably say something along the lines of, uh, yep. Uh, let's say 10 weeks, 10 weeks is the absolute minimum we would have accepted in this position. But because the law says six weeks, uh, we find it to be, uh, Violative of the Constitution. It's, Great. Okay, so we're going to change it to ten weeks. It's it's about it's about passing as many laws as possible, having them sued and overturned, and then continued up until they get to the Supreme Court. Yep. Uh, whether or not what will pass, whether or not Georgia actually wants this law in the books, is actually kind of 
neither here nor there. It's all about having it sued, having it overturned, having it appealed, having it brought up to the state court, having it brought up to the Supreme Court. Like, this, this is all parts of the... Well, and really, it's about getting it to the federal court, because yeah. I think the Supreme Court wants the case. And as soon as it hits a federal court, the Supreme Court can say, nope, we'll go ahead and take that. Yeah. Um, but I do think that, the, that, for what it's worth, the conservatives have been played a really long game, and we are about to get hustled, where they spent a lot of time filling the state legislatures with and executives with people then they made this play on the national uh level in like uh 2010 mm-hmm. and then they got the presidency and now the presidency has filled the seats the way, exactly the way they wanted to do so now you have st- state uh legislatures turning out these bills they're going to get pulled at the supreme court the supreme court's going to say here is the bill we would accept but we don't accept these four bills because they failed this test and it'll go right back down to the legislatures. The legislature will pass the exact bill that they say they'll pass. It'll go be challenged and go right back up. And we are the dummies because yeah. we allowed this to happen over the last two decades and no one said anything. Uh, so the one person, people who can say something about this, though, is the people of Georgia. And hope, hopefully those 30,000 uh, entertainment uh, employees will, I don't know, maybe say, hey, legislature, uh, we don't want to lose our jobs, so let's not do this. This is dumb, but probably not. Thirty thousand. I mean, Stacey Abrams, like, yeah, was basically was beaten by the Secretary of State for the governorship, where he could control the voting rolls. Yeah, like, that's the country we're in right now. There, uh, I'm about to start calling for guillotines again, Corey. <laughs> there might be. I, I I wonder if there's a did. Anything come of any kind of legal action in that regard? No, no. She dropped the uh, legal challenge, and now she's going for um, registering voters. Mm. Um, because when the system fails you. I wonder if the lack of a legal challenge was just based off of like a lawyer saying, like, listen, there's no way. There's no, yeah. there's no viable case whatsoever. Well, even We're- if you get to the Supreme Court. It's not a friendly Supreme Court. This is not where you Oh, I know, take but it. I'm saying like the the idea of being like if there if there was maybe some sort of pending legal action that it would delay the court on oh, this yeah. one. No, it won't. But yeah, there's, there's nothing I, to do. Yeah. But it, it's so ironic because Democrats I, I I hate you for exactly this reason. You say the system has failed us. They blocked our people from voting. So you know what we're going to do? We're going to register more people to vote and we are going to win next time because of how many people we have. Like, no, you're not. That's that's you are playing exactly the game they want you to play. So um, Florida registered more voters and the, they the law was put in place by the voters to enfranchise three and a half million disenfranchised people. And but they also put a governor in the office and a legislature in, which yeah. immediately went to work undoing the vote of the people to give those people a franchise. Well, like, they, they, they're, they're, uh, they're working their way towards the idea of felons being able to vote. But first, you got to pay your poll tax. Yes. Which, as we all know, is completely 100% illegal in America. Yeah. <laughs> Not undone by a constitutional <laughs> amendment. But here's the thing, though. The... Mitch McConnell is the symbol of the Republican Party. It doesn't matter if it's right, and it doesn't matter if it works long term. Will it matter in 2020? Yeah. And they know they're going to put this in place. Someone's going to challenge it. It'll be overturned eventually. But will it get us through the election? Will it give us a valid election in 2020? Yes. You'll block four, five, six million people from voting in Florida a state that we know is very important to the national election. Um, and if that puts Trump back in office for another four years, it was worth it. 
with Mitch, the Republicans play this weird long short game thing where it's like we well, I mean, at this intermittent point, long short. At this point, nothing nothing matters for McConnell because well, yeah. he's he's uh he's accepting of tariffs. Yes, which is like. If you would have said that uh, he would have been okay with that during the Obama years, then well, the I want your, Republican I want to, establishment would literally rip him from the seams. Go back and but tell he, your dad from 19, I don't know, 94, yeah. that Mitch McConnell, the majority leader in the Senate, is is uh, promoting tariffs as yeah. a way to uh, to balance the economy <laughs> and lead America forward. And Well, we decided to tariff China, so they had... Uh, what? <laughs> that doesn't sound right. <laughs> I don't understand. <laughs> yeah. I, I God damn. So what Mitch McConnell is at the end of the day is a brilliant strategist who has no morals. Yes. Whatsoever. Like yes. he doesn't care as long as it gets him the result he wants. And, uh, maybe the Democrats should take a little like a uh, lesson from that playbook. I think, I actually think AOC is kind of doing that in a way, but like still trying to have the high moral standard yeah. of where she's coming from. But she's also the like, uh, Green New Deal or nothing. Yep. And people are like, well, it'll be nothing. And it's like, well, I'm going to keep talking about We're it. We're going to keep talking yeah. about the Green New Deal then. Um, then eventually it's going to get passed because I'm just going to keep talking about it. Yep. So. And by the way. Enjoy uh, your life. Uh, I'm 20, what, 8? How old is she? 29. 29. I'm 29. You all will be very dead before <laughs> I am done talking about this. And then eventually we'll just get it. So I'm just going to outlast <laughs> all of you. Um, there's no term <laughs> limits. So. Good luck. Uh, yeah. Good luck. Uh, I will die in this seat if I want to. I was going to say, who? Uh, good luck, Nancy. Nancy, uh, how many years do you have left, really, compared to how many years I have? Um, but, I mean, she should be careful because Hillary Clinton might murder her. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. She does that. So, you know. Um, I'm part of the reason why Democrats can't get their shit in order. Ah, listen. That's eh, all those. AOC's uh, fighting with Nancy Pelosi. Rob's putting out things that the Clintons are going to kill people. I mean, like, listen. <laughs> it, it, it's not me who's you know, having child sex rings in pizza stores stores in dc it's the clintons <laughs> clearly and the illuminati um oh my god what was i watching shit oh i was watching this <laughs> jesus christ i was watching a documentary where i know that the documentarian didn't want to include fuck but the guy just in the middle of the interview it's just like well yeah and i mean like uh, i didn't really want to get involved with those washington types because you know uh, illuminati and i was like what? What did he just say? <laughs> this completely rational person just came yeah. out with this ridiculous thing. Just be, just be like Bill Nye was just like, you know, the earth's flat, right? And it's just like, <laughs> what? I can't even wrap my mind around what happened. But then I realized like, as it went on, I'm like, oh, so he's a little nuts. And that was their like subtle way of being like, yeah, he's a little nuts. Keep in mind, he's not exact. <laughs> I mean, yes, he's, he's of sound mind, but he's a little nuts too on the, that spectrum. So, Anyway, uh, Georgia, uh, give it to this bill. It's really stupid. And um, if not, uh, I, I mean, like, the sad thing is it's really hard to challenge the bill because you basically have to, like, uh, risk the rest of your life. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, that sucks. That really sucks. So uh, Corey's looking at pornography on his computer right now no. instead of the uh, watch party. So so that Rachel's on. Oh, Jesus <laughs> Christ. All right. Well, um, it's been an hour. Well, Let's take uh, just a couple more minutes. Oh, here. do you just want to rant about something? No, I just no. I, I I think it's important that we that we uh, spend a, just a little bit of time talking about the uh, New York Times story. Okay. Last week about Trump's uh, taxes from the eighties. Yes. Um, in early nineties. Um. So, uh, New York Times put out an explosive piece uh, that had gotten 
uh, legal access to uh, some of Trump's tax information from the 80s and 90s. And lo and behold, uh, he lost more than any one person in pretty much the entire 80s. Yeah. Minus yeah. one year where he had like $58 million worth of, uh, uh, what is it? Losses? Uh, no, no, no. Like he had a $58 million windfall on some tax or on some oh. uh, stocks or something like that. Yeah. But even that seemed odd because like even the years where he did really well on that, he was only making like $8 million on that sort of stuff. But could be a Russian payoff. Yeah. Maybe, maybe. I'm not, I'm not saying anything. Could be. <laughs> I give you much stock in Rush, Russian oil field. Well, that was right around when Glassmouse was happening, right? So mm, who knows? Mm, late late 80s. It's a little yeah. uranium one thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just throwing out random shit. Uh, <laughs> see if we get the story going. Like, Corey, Corey says Trump does uranium one. Tomorrow, Rush Limbaugh. <laughs> we heard it on a liberal podcast. It's got to be true. <laughs> I mean, that's not, I, half of us is liberal. Half of us is Nazi. It's like a weird combination. It's like the odd couple. It's fine. Anywho, uh, <laughs> um, and uh, there's been a lot of a lot of uh, uh, people making fun of Trump for being a bad businessman and with all his losses and stuff like that. And he is, he and is that's fine. I get it. The, the The natural inclination of everyone here is to uh, take the opportunity to make fun of Trump for something he's very proud of, yes. even though he shouldn't be. Um, but I would and read the article because it's it's really. Incredible. The one thing I want you guys to think about, though, not in terms of like how bad of a businessman he is or anything like that, is what kind of extra things are given to the rich in this country that normal people would never be able to. So uh, uh, Trump had like, uh, what was it? One year he had like losses and almost a billion or like. Yeah. Uh, well, I, I know that at one point I said that his wealth was actually down to a couple million dollars. Yeah. Like realistically he had on paper maybe more, but the value, there was no value. I mean, in there, the was, there was hundreds of millions of dollars lost in the eighties. Yeah. Uh, I said billion there a second. I didn't mean that. Uh, but, <laughs> but, but today's dollars, yeah. today's dollars, billions. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, but the important part to think of here is that if any of us wanted to, Say I wanted to buy a piece of sound equipment, right? I couldn't go into the to the play to the to the store and say, "Hey, I can't pay for this right now." But uh, if you wait, there is going to be tax money that eventually comes to, to your way that will right. pay for this. Uh, you will get a rebate if you let me walk away with this for free because I get the opportunity to do this. Yeah, and even though uh, the people at the store know me very well and know that I am of no way of going to be able to afford this thing that mm-hmm. I'm, I'm purchasing from them. They still trust me and still give me the opportunity because I am rich. Yeah. And with so much of Trump's, uh, so much of the things that uh, has happened to Trump and he has gotten away with personally has been more about the fact that he has the austerity of being rich and not so much anything that necessarily proves that. Yep. So he has been skating by on things that, no normal American would ever get the chance to, I mean, didn't pay taxes for nearly a decade because mm-hmm. of losses in one year. I mean, this, By the this way, a decade is, when uh, we were not knowing this, but Osama bin Laden was moving uh, into a terrorist network where some extra tax money may have actually helped us, you know, fight terrorism. Well, not only that, I mean, like 
every one of us pays more for our Amazon Prime than Amazon pays in taxes. So, I mean, don't act like this is some big surprising thing. Oh, my my point was that Trump is essentially supporting terrorism. That was my point. Oh, well, there we go. He's supporting terrorism by not paying his taxes. Jeff Bezos, supporting terrorism (laughs) by not paying his taxes. Well, I mean, Uh, half of all that money that they would get from them would be going to the the military. So, I mean, we might as well. You are weakening our military when you don't pay taxes. It's against the soldiers. To not pay taxes. So I don't know what, uh, you know, what, uh, uh, what's his name? Fucking um, Tesla. Um, Elon Musk. Elon Musk and uh, Trump and uh, Jeff mm-hmm. Bezos and Bill Gates. All you guys, you're clearly anti-military. So, <laughs> uh, respect your troops. All right. Pay your taxes. I, the MyPillow guy. <laughs> oh, the MyPillow guy for sure. He's raking it in hand over fist. I feel like not he's paying any taxes. There's some story from him. Didn't he? Uh, oh, yeah, he's got plenty of stories. Yeah, feel free. He's like a super <laughs> racist, I think, right? Something like that. Yeah, yeah, sure. Um, no, but, pillow, <laughs> but damn, is that a good pillow? <laughs> it's actually not. It's a horrible pillow. Don't buy it. No, the, uh, <laughs> coming off the rails here at the end. Yes, sorry. The point I wanted to make and something I wanted to leave you guys with to think about is to what end will you allow somebody to have some sort of a break uh, on anything? So... Uh, would you be okay with a first-time home, bu- home buyer getting some sort of uh, tax rebate from the state for buying a first home? Like, sure, and they that, do. Does that sound acceptable to you? Yes. Okay, so we got that line. How about a is first-time a- casino owner? Should they get a break as well? <laughs> no, but I was saying, like, move your way up the line and say to yourself, what are all the acceptable things where I think that the government should give some sort of break for taxes? How about this? No then- tax breaks, flat tax, flat I've been saying that shit for years. Progressive floored tax. I've been saying that shit for years. I said with maybe just a small handful of exceptions. Yes. Uh, The exceptions where, you know, the people who can't afford their taxes go into camps. I get it. Yeah. (laughs) That's how it works. No, but I'm saying like there, there should be a small, I mean like, uh, you shouldn't be able to write off everything in charitable donations, but I think that if you give a large amount to charity, we should reward you with some percentage of taxes back. Sure. Not as high as it is now where you can basically buy a Monet and put it in a museum and then write off your Monet because it's in a museum. Even though you still own it. They're just holding it. They're just holding your Monet for you. Yeah. You're still being able to write off huge amounts of money for the Monet. Like that, that does not, (laughs) that does not count to me, but what, what is acceptable for you? I'd love to hear people's thoughts. Uh, read the article, though, because it is uh, a very interesting stuff. We'll put it in the show notes. And, and maybe we uh, should come yeah. back and just uh, just discuss, like, what's the line? Where do you draw your line? Yeah. Like, where, where should taxes begin and end? And, yeah. Yeah. And I mean, what so, is rich? Because he's faked money for a very long time and hasn't had it. So, like, is he really rich? <laughs> I mean, in most of the years that they had the tax returns for, and uh, the IRS automatically, uh, Oh, fuck. Uh, anonymizes data. Yes. But you can see sort of like the high ends uh, on uh, the IRS's records. So well, like no, they'll no, have it, like the top 10 earners of the year and well, the top, I think it's 10 like top 10 people 500, who lost. Top yeah. 500. Yeah, it's and like a huge, it, it's a, a swath of the tops and the bottoms and stuff right. like that. And they had a cover sheet from some lawsuits that had one piece of data on it that they could match to these sheets. Yeah. So. That's the fun part. It's like, oh, we didn't break any laws uh, because all we did was match data together. But of the eight year, eight of the nine years that they had tax data for, Trump was in the top five of most uh, most losses in a year. Yeah, of anybody, yeah. and he doesn't pay taxes, but he's allowed to buy a building and not have to. 
he gets to not pay taxes by buying a building and then make all the money and then not have to ever pay taxes ever again because he lost $80 million a yeah, year. Or but, but also lose, make all the money, but then invest that somewhere else and lose that money as well. That's yeah. the thing is like, he never actually had wealth. He was just moving money around places. Well, like the, the one that, that really, uh, I, I thought was interesting was when they talked about him, like basically positioning himself for hostile takeovers. Yes. So yeah. he'd buy like a bunch of United stock and say like, Oh, I'm thinking about maybe, uh, maybe buying United. I've, collected a whole bunch of stock maybe i'll do a hostile takeover of united yeah and then a lot of people would buy united stock thinking that trump was going to take them drive the price up drive the price up and then trump sells out yeah so he makes a nice little payout off off of every one of those and that worked a couple times until people stopped believing trump when he said he was going to hostile takeover a company and then he gets stuck with <laughs> a then, bunch of stock yeah. that's worthless <laughs> yeah in fact he, people probably start dumping stock when they see trump's yeah. in it because they're like oh no i'm not falling for this again let's yeah. sell while we're, where, 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 where we're at stop sell while he's talking yes yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, so uh, I guess the question really is, where do you draw the line? Because uh, again, charitable donations, fine. Giving um, to an extent, giving uh, thirty five thousand dollars to the Met Gala for a ticket. That's the uh, that federal should... minimum wage for an ing- for uh, a federal poverty rate for a family of seven. In the I mean, if States. you want to cap a charitable charitable donation, like you know, uh, and we can make it really high if you want it to be. I mean, if you want to say like. We're going to cap all charitable donations up until $100,000 or something like that. How about? And that only equals up to a certain dollar amount off your taxes. So if you're making, I don't know, Jeff Bezos money, if you're making $100 million a year just to make it even, and you make $100,000 in charitable donations, because why would you go one cent over what you can't collect anymore? Right, of course, and they wouldn't. Right. Then you get the... $25,000 $25,000 back as part of a rebate on the taxes you owe. Like that's the, that, that would be the one that I would be more mm-hmm. inclined. I mean, like in California, they have, uh, the hybrid or clean air vehicle thing where you can get like a, it's like a $7,500 rebate or something like that. Yeah. Well, but not that's, anymore. I think it's like, expensive. well, yeah, yeah. It, it, at one point it was like, you would get like $7,500 rebate, but only off of the taxes you owe. Yeah. So if you didn't owe at least $7,500 worth of taxes, you didn't get anything back from that. But guess so. what? Uh, Toyota didn't tell you that when you bought your Prius. There it is like $7,500. <laughs> yeah, great. Wait, wait, how much income do you have? <laughs> ah, you'll be fine. Yeah, it's fine. You can roll that over. Just uh, go to your work tomorrow. Tell them that you don't want them to take taxes out anymore, and yeah. I'm sure it'll work. <laughs> it'll be fine. It'll be fine. Um, so uh, I have two alternatives for you, and I want the people to consider these. Number yeah. one. Instead of worrying about charitable donations, we, no, we tax the shit out of people, and then the government provides all the services that charities do now. And then we don't have to worry about charities, right? Because then everybody's getting provided all the services. No, because there's there's things that charities do that the government can't and shouldn't be responsible for. Like, give me one example, because I don't want to get in the weeds. Give me one example. Like, uh, I think that the... Like, if you donate to cancer research, mm-hmm. right? Like, say I want to donate to the uh, American uh, Breast Cancer Society? Association. Sure. Yeah. Uh, then the money that I would give to them, they would be able to work more efficiently at getting the money to, um, and assuming I'm donating to a charity that doesn't mm-hmm. have a lot of overhead. Right. So say I find a good charity that 95% of the money they get in goes directly to the cause. None of those will be medical research. Well, I'm just saying. <laughs> because, by the way, you know where, if you donate to the American Cancer Society, you know where they put that money? Well, the American Cancer Society is not a great de- great idea to bring up because they have humongous overhead. Right, but let's just say that ninety nine percent, ninety nine cents on the dollar went to research. Do you know where that research dollar goes? 
into NIH studies. Mm. And you know who funds the NIH studies? Government. Yeah, so you know what a way to shortcut that is? Just give it to the government. Just give it to the fucking government and let I, them do the research. But I have another alternative. I know that you don't really I mean, like, like that. so uh, take like uh, uh, St. Vincent de Paul or something like okay. that. Okay, yeah. Like, uh, that that's a charity that has uh, almost no overhead. Okay. I think they're like a 99.5% on terms of like the money that they oh, get. Oh, because it's the church, right? Well, it's it's... Uh, not it's with Catholic a church. church. It's associated with Catholicism in the sense that it's a Catholic charity, it's but Catholic not a Catholic charity associated with the church that pays no taxes on a trillion dollars it's worth not, of real it's estate. It's not associated the with the church. What church would it be associated with? It's a Catholic with? charity. It's Same. Catholic charity, but it's not associated with the Catholic church. It's not associated with the archdiocese. No, but it's a Catholic charity. It's a char- charity started by Catholics. Okay. Okay. So the okay. idea being that it would be Catholic values that okay. go into this. And where's this the money go? Where's but, the money? Where's the money spent? But I'm saying, like, if I donate, like, I donated my mattress to them. Okay. Uh, I got a, a tax uh, uh, sheet for it where mm-hmm. I can I can take the donation off my taxes. That mattress gets sold for a very affordable rate mm-hmm. to somebody who desperately needs it, and the money that they get helps fund their operation. Alternatively, helps pay for the people who work there. Who, by the way, most of the people who work there are people who can't get jobs elsewhere. And this is an opportunity to give people a working, living wage at a place. <laughs> like, if you have uh, Down syndrome or something like that, mm-hmm. you don't have as many o- employment opportunities as you do if you're an able-bodied mm-hmm. American. You have more of a likelihood of being able to work if St. Vincent de Paula, though, if you have okay. Down syndrome, because they want to include people who don't have the opportunity to work. Alternatively, uh, if you need a mattress, you go to the mattress store and you get a mattress, mm. and uh, we guarantee one hundred percent employment. You know what kind of system does that? <laughs> Socialism, communism. Yeah. Okay, so you don't like that alternative. I'm going to give you one more alternative that I want people to consider, and just let us know okay. whether you agree with this. Okay. We take the top one hundred uh, richest people in the country, and we guillotine them, and then we take their wealth and we redistribute it, and then um, none of these problems happen anymore. Wouldn't it? Wouldn't it be hilarious if, if that was put out as a as a an idea? Mm-hmm. Like AOC just on Mondays is like, hey, by the way, I'm getting really sick and tired of this shit. So I decided Guillotines. that we are going to guillotine the top 100 richest people in the country. <laughs> I have a fervent group of people who are ready to join me on this. Please notion. don't budge on that. So uh, I'm putting together the list next week. So if anyone thinks that they might be close to the 100, you might want to make excuses why you don't have that money. Yep. <laughs> and then all of a sudden you hear people like Bezos. giving money away. Like, <laughs> Bezos is like, oh, actually, you know, it's all hypothetical. It's all based on Amazon stock and that could crash at any moment, especially if I say that uh, Amazon hates everybody <laughs> right on the web. It's right there. People are not good. <laughs> Amazon's operating at a huge deficit just to try to knock everybody. Small My stock's down to Pennies. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, sure. I mean, good, but you know what? That's great. Let's do that. Let's do that. Let's <laughs> every bring it back every all year back we kill the 100 richest people <laughs> just for fun. So, just like, for uh, sport. ancient Athens had this uh, this thing that they did where every year they took a vote and one person got ostracized from society. <laughs> they just pick one person, like, who's the biggest asshole of the year? Now, here's the thing. Maybe some of you out there would be like, you know who I'd vote for? Caesar. No, no. You know who I'd vote for? (laughs) Rob. And you know what? That's a win no matter how you cut it because the person who got kicked out of Athens got 10 years worth of provisions and then sent on their way. And if you want to give me 10 years worth of provisions and send me to some desert island somewhere, I'll be fucking happy. All right? So you do that or let's find an asshole and guillotine them. They can be so funny. They're just like, all right, we're going to ostracize one person from Rome. Who is it? 
Uh, yeah, we all voted for Caesar. Well, yeah, it can't be Caesar. <laughs> I mean, why not? Why no, not? We all thing. voted for Caesar. So, um, <laughs> Athens, not Rome. And uh, uh, on one occasion, a high-ranking senator was the person who was ostracized <laughs> because people just felt like he wasn't serving the people anymore. Yeah. And the way that the Senate worked is once you were there, you couldn't get kicked out. Yeah. You were like an elder statesman. So yeah. they were like, all right, only one way to get rid of this asshole. Yep, we pick you. <laughs> You're out this year. And uh, 10 years right, of provisions We get to save our provisions. There you go. All oh, right. no, actually, they uh, send him on his way, and then the state keeps his wealth. You only get to take uh, with you uh, what you, with the provisions and what you can, like, carry. So. Okay. So, it's good. So you don't have much wealth to, to worry about. So you don't. Ostracization <laughs> as opposed to guillotines. I'm just saying, right. here's two options. Kill all the rich people and take their money, or tax the shit out of the rich people and use that money to to do good things with it. We've given you lots to think about. Lots you know where you can uh, send all those thoughts and concerns, though? Uh, where is that? Oh, the anthem.com. Corey, oh, the anthem.com. Oh, the anthem on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and the listener line, 443-219-7595. What's the number again? 443-219-7595. You can find more of me at my website, CoreyBakerFilmmaker.com, at uh, LegendCB5 on Twitter and Instagram, and... Corey Baker film on Facebook. Uh, the Avengers review is out, so you can go check that out. Uh, we will be doing John Wick uh, this weekend, so we will. I will do a review of that. But we also want to see some movie during this week before yeah. Thursday, so there will be Avengers, maybe Longshot, maybe something else, and then John Wick the following week. So uh, stay tuned for that. And uh, I'd be remiss if I didn't say that all the reviews are now available in podcast form as well. Ooh. So if you uh, don't feel like you need to go to YouTube and watch the video and blah, 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 you don't want to be tethered. Sure. You want to just listen to the audio. Uh, made it easy for you. You can do that on the Corey Baker Filmmaker Movie Review Podcast. And the best thing you can do is to check that out on Anchor. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Anchor's where it's Phil. And, of course, you can find more of me at Robert N. Cheek on our social networks, where it says right there. Um, you can also go to the newly rejuvenated, and no judgments, please, robertncheek.com <laughs> is back up. In its very basic form. Very raw form. Very raw, very ugly form. But it's back up. Because, uh, you know what the thing that bothered me most was? I've been paying for that fucking domain <laughs> all this time and hosting, and nothing was up. So yeah. here we go. Um, of course, you can uh, check out the – no, wait. The other websites are still down. I'm going to get the other websites back up too, but you can, of course, find the books, which are all available on Amazon. Byron's Books. Thank you. Well, I think we've done good here today. Oh, we've done something. I don't know if it's good. I think we caused a lot of trouble today. <laughs> Listen, it's not as if we are saying controversial things into a microphone live on the internet where it will be recorded for so, posterity. Something tells me that should be the end of episode title. We caused a lot of trouble today. <laughs> I can hear the heartbeat. All right. Uh, <laughs> uh, as always, you're listening to the Ode Anthem podcast. Part of the year, the Anthem Digital Network. For Corey, this is Rob. Have a great week, everybody. Because I'm sure she listens to the end. Happy Mother's Day, Mom. Yes. <laughs> if you stuck your way through all of that, Mom. Happy Mother's Day. Sorry. I'm such a disappointment. Love you. <laughs> I wish I was a better son. Uh, you did this to me. I learned this from you. 